Mansfield in the morning. I'm going to start off this uh, hot case with a post that my wife put on her Facebook site. Um, she says, an insight why I don't earn enough. I would give it all away. Before 7 a.m., donated for a puppy that had its ears cut off by a teen. She says in brackets, read future serial killer. She says, a dog dying of cancer, a friend needing to go to Europe, a donkey sanctuary, a rescue mission to Gaza to close the zoo, a bear sanctuary, and it goes on and on and on. She said, even if I won the lotto, it wouldn't be enough. I think a lot of us feel the same about charities, especially animal charities, uh, and they are one of the things that are really close to my heart. Um, and that's the reason why we've invited Heather Miller, who's the CEO of uh, the Society for Animals in Distress, and uh, Marissa Kruger, who's the equine and welfare manager of the Society, into the studio today for Hot Cares. Um, <clears throat> because you guys, you stepped into the breach when... We'll go back in time here. When the Purple's tragedy happened down in Funderbell, um, there were a whole load of charities that needed to step in and take over the animals that were displaced as a result of that. And you guys were, were just one of them. Absolutely. Um, these tragedies happen far more often than what we'd like to think. This one just got a lot of publicity. Um, but, you know, when you're sitting with a thousand animals that all of a sudden need to find new homes and then you're sitting with unsterilized, unsterilized animals, um, the animals that go to other charities, all of a sudden you can't do group housing because you've got unsterilized animals. So we just as an organization needed to jump in and sterilize as many of those animals as quickly as we can. How many did you sterilize? In excess of 200 at the moment wow. and still going. Um, yeah, it, it, it was a really, really massive operation. Um, most of these animals had to be done on site because the welfare organizations that stepped in didn't have the capacity to transport these animals in. Um, so we literally had to pack up our theater, move all our professional staff and sterilize on site. Um, so it, it was a really big operation, but we managed to, to do that and, and we continue to do so. Heather, from a a charity input point of view I mean how much do you guys need a month to to run your operation our running costs are really high Jeremy we're looking at around about a, a 600,000 rand a month yes we have 33 employees and the reason for the large staff complement is driving access to veterinary care in our country is a must mm. the, the fact that there is a lack is some of the reasons why there's neglect, why there's a problem. And we we believe that we can do this by training up paraveterinarians, by capacitating ourselves and other organizations with professional care. And yeah, that's the costs. Our medication costs are exactly the same as a private veterinarian. Um, we are subject to all the costings of professionals. So yes, the costs are high. But the benefits are far mm. bigger mm. than the costs. 
um, doing 100,000 veterinary treatments a year is no mean feat. And so we are really, I'm really grateful that we, we are able to produce this. But of course, with these financial times, it really gets very, very tough and scary. Yeah, I can imagine. It does get scary when, you, when you're when sort of looking, staring straight down the, the barrel of the gun and you don't know what's going to be happening with your organization. And if your organization falls apart, um, a lot of people are affected. Now we, we serve in um, 11 different places and it is a very large footprint. We only serve in informal settlements and yes, um, I'm sure they'll carry on, but the, the neglect and and perceived abuse will continue because there is no access. There's nowhere else to go. And so for us not to be in the areas we serve and in the places of need, um, as with the purples, um, I think it's a it's a sad fate for a country when veterinary care is not accessible, affordable and readily available when you need it. Marissa, the, there is a link between humans being distressed and the abuse of animals. It's, it's, it's been shown in, in research and you must surely be seeing that. Absolutely. I mean, with every animal, there's an owner. So for animals in distress, we actually focus very much on owner upliftment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of what we do has got to do with training and education. So we have mobile units that go out into the informal settlements. They will educate, they will talk, they will bring the animals in, sterilize, take them back, and then monitor. So it's a really ongoing thing. We visit schools um, because that's where you started. You know, you've got yeah. to train people how to look after animals. Um, we really see very little malicious abuse. We have not prosecuted people because 99% of the time they really just don't know better or they, they're unable. So the dog is sick, but they don't know where. So the more the word gets out, the more people know about us, the more animals are brought in. But with that comes the cost, the big costs, because all of these things are for the most part, 100% subsidized. So we ask people to pay towards it because we're training responsibility. So you will come in and you will pay 50 rand, but you will pay something so that the animal has value and that you, that, that you're responsible around that. Um, but the genuine cost is sitting more around the 1500 mark. So if you think of that per animal, that's, that's money running out very quickly. Talking about money running out, money running in uh, can be very, very simple. And there are different ways of doing it. I mean, you can make a monthly contribution um, and, or, or you could turn around and make something out of an aspect of your life. And this is where Simon Hill comes into the, the equation here because uh, he and Meg are getting married in August this year. Um, and you, you, you tell the story, sir. Yeah. So Meg and I uh, tie the knot in August, and we are both in our mid thirties. She's slightly older. And <laughs> <should we> go? <laughs> Stop it now. But we consider ourselves fairly well established, and we decided, you know what? We don't need another pot. We don't need another kettle or a toaster. 
or any of that stuff. And we thought rather than have people give us gifts that we don't need, we've made you guys, the Society for Animals in Distress, our sole beneficiary for our wedding. You go, you wow. good thing. Yeah. You Simon, go, you, you good go. thing. <laughs> you see, that's that's as, as, as simple as it is. You can be having a wedding. You can be having a birthday. You can be having an engagement or something and rather nominate a charity for as, as the recipient of, of everything there. Let's be honest. Most of us have everything already. We don't need any more stuff. Yeah. So for us, it, it was, you know... We felt that it was the right thing to do, and I was lucky enough about a week and a half ago to to visit your premises, and I must say I was so impressed with the operation that that you've got running there. It is world world class. So it put our minds at ease going out there to Vorna Valley uh, to see how you guys run things, and I know that having you guys listed as our beneficiary is absolutely the right thing to do. It is a fantastic operation. And the one thing that stood out for me, Jim, well, there were lots, but what Holly said, who took us on a tour, was that the month, the money that you need every month doesn't, doesn't come from corporates, really. It's coming from private individuals. So to raise that 600,000 rand that you need to operate every month, I mean, that's, that's a lot of individuals that need to come on board to give that kind of money to you. Definitely, Simon. It's it's such a, an incredible honor to have people care about the work that we do and to invest in it and believe in it. And I just can't thank um, the general public for being there for us. And we are just so grateful for the premises we have. Um, it was no mean feat. Um, it was donor built every brick. And yeah, for the next hundred years, we'll be established. Um, I'm sure you saw the old buildings, I and did. we certainly used that infrastructure until it broke. Yeah. So having a new premises often looks like we are really wealthy. Um, it's not the case. What we did in the old premises is happening in the new premises, and we're just grateful that we can allow more people to come in and train. And it, it lends itself to the functions of driving. Simon, I just, you said something that was very valuable there. You actually went and did a site visit. And I think that is something that is so crucial for people who want to donate. Please go and visit your charity. Go and see what they're doing. Because what you're seeing on Facebook is often not really what's happening behind those walls. So it's important that donor money goes to where you want it, where your passion is. It's important. There, there are a lot of charities out there that are diluting funds that are not doing the right thing by the animals or by the public. Make sure that you visit the charity and that you're okay with where your money's going. The Society for Animals in Distress. Hot Cares will make a donation for your contribution of 10,000 Rand. Um, and I can say to Simon... I'll, I'll give you 5,000 Rand for your wedding present. Wow. wow. Awesome. Oh, Jim. <laughs> it's not going anywhere near you. That's so cool. Nowhere near so you. That's a down payment on the bachelor's. Yeah. <laughs> that's another 50 animals sterilized. <laughs> exactly. Um, Society for Animals in Distress, your um, website? www.animalsindistress.org.za. Heather Miller, CEO. 
Marissa Kruger, the uh, Equine and Welfare Manager. Thank you for being part of Hot Cares. Thank, Thank you. you. For us. Field in the morning. From 6 to 9. Exclusive to Hot 91.9. Playing the best old school and R&B.